Hey, hey, all you Arizona lovers, this is the Finding Arizona podcast, episode number 394 with the Face Foundry. I'm your host, Jose. Thank you so much for listening and watching. As you can probably see, there's a little bit of an update on what we've got going on. We've got a new mic, we've got a new camera. So I hope that you guys are enjoying these episodes. We want to make sure that we're progressing along with our own skill set and making sure that we're providing you, the audience, a crisp and sound clean everything from audio to visuals. We hope you guys are enjoying this. So for those of you who are watching it on the YouTube and or on the uh, Spotify, you should be able to see receive video of all the things that's going on. But if you're listening to this through the audio, I hope it's a little bit crisper, cleaner because I have a plugged in mic going on. So that being said, let's just jump into what we've got here today. Episode number 394. I was so excited for Face Foundry. This was one of those uh, episodes where we got to go into the client's actual storefront and just get to witness what they've got going on as services. It's your one-stop shop for facials and everything in between. We hope that you guys who are interested in wanting to take care of yourself, to take care of your face, your skin, will go check this out and also check out their links in the bios below. We always try and make sure that you guys are staying connected with every single one of our guests through the links. So that being said, let's jump into a little bit of the business side. You can hear every episode of our podcast at FindingArizonaPodcast.com. We make it easy for you guys to connect with us through social media. That's Finding Arizona Podcast under everything. And if you want to stay connected with us through our you know, more familiar family side, that is going to be through youtube.com slash Finding Arizona Podcast, where you can look at the vlog that we've been updating little bit by little bit. You should be checking out those routinely. I think they come out almost, if not every month, but every quarter. Um, Brittany's doing her best to stay on top of that this year. We also have got updates going on with our services packages that is now being called found house we hope that you guys who are wanting to do a podcast have something to say you have a way of making that happen through us so check us out through the found house under everything uh check out the website if you guys want to start your own thing let us be the one who helps you make it come true and make it more achievable so that we can you know work together and hopefully for those of you who are doing your own thing you are doing so with the finest bit of you know um techniques things that you can learn along the way so i appreciate everyone who wants to work with us but i also know that i want to give back in some sort of way and the found house is one of those ways so that being said look us up if you like what you see i hope we can work together and on that we will get into this episode number 394 with face foundry i will see you next time and as always kisses hugs and belly rubs to our four-legged friends see you next time Welcome back, everybody, to the Finding Arizona podcast. I'm your host, Jose, and as always, we bring in fantastic guests every week. You may notice that we're in a different space. This is part of our on-location site, so I would love to introduce Lauren. Lauren, where are we today? 
We're at Face Foundry in Phoenix. Awesome. Yes. Yes. And so we're going to be talking a little bit about the business, a little bit about you. Um, so I will ask you the question that we are asking every one of our guests. Give us a little bit of your origin story and how this came a part of your life. Sure. Well, it's been an interesting journey to get here, I feel like, like anyone's story. Um, but I spent most of my career in corporate marketing mm-hmm. with one company, grew from being the first person on the marketing team to being the 20th, um, built a $15 million e-commerce brand when I was when that with that business. And so all of my chops are in business, marketing, e-commerce, branding, and communications. That's yeah. kind of what I did previously. Um, but how I got attached to Face Foundry was, I. it's kind of funny, actually. My, my husband saw a posting that they were franchising on LinkedIn. Oh, okay. And I'm originally from Minnesota. Yeah. And Face Foundry was founded in Minnesota by a single mother of three. Yes. And why she created Face Foundry, it was all about making skincare accessible to everybody. Um, she struggled to find times because she was an entrepreneur. She was a single mom. She couldn't go in a traditional spa setting. There just wasn't availability for her. And she also didn't want to spend two, $300 on skincare services because it wasn't in her budget. Yeah. And so she was like, after her third child, she was dealing with all these skin changes and hormones and all those things. And she created this concept because she was like, I want to be able to get in same day next day. I don't want to drop $300. I want effective services. I want it to be luxury. And so... That's how she came up with Face Foundry. And so then when my husband told me, I think you might be interested in this. And and because I have been wanting to be an entrepreneur for as long as I can remember. Um, I'm a third generation female entrepreneur in my family. So it definitely like runs through the blood. Nice. Um, And it was just a matter of finding something that resonated. And when I found out about Face Foundry and the story behind it, and my favorite self-care moment is was always getting facials. Mm-hmm. And uh, I could only do it like once a year, maybe for my birthday or something like that. Yeah. And I'm like, I love this idea of being able to go and get facials and, you know, collaborate with expert estheticians and understanding like what I can do to improve my skin, wear less makeup, and also just like having that yeah. zen moment for yourself. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so it just, everything fell into place. I fell in love with the face foundry team. When I met them, I fell in love with the mission. I was like, I want to start my entrepreneurial journey with you. And so that's how things all transpired. Nice. (laughs) And that's really, I mean, we, we all have like this journey of like, you never know where it's going to go and you never know where you're going to end up, especially with your own career path. Mm -hmm. And so that's, I think something beautiful. I love hearing these stories because for me, it's a little bit of like, I kind of knew where I was going in college. So I kind of knew the path that it laid out for me yeah. in the long run. But again, I never knew this podcast was going to be a part of my life. So when I started this, I was like, oh, this is just going to be something cool to do as like a side mission or mm-hmm. a side hustle, something like that. And mm-hmm. now it's kind of snowballed into this kind of beautiful um you know, it's evolved into this thing where my family's involved and my, you know, all of our, you know, my son to my wife, all are part of this. And I love meeting new people. I love meeting new business owners and things like that. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of fun. And it's nev- never in my wildest dream did I think that this little thing that I started in a garage would turn into yeah. something even bigger than it is right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so I love that your story involves you and your family. 
and your husband kind of coming to you mm -hmm. and kind of, you know, picking your interests mm -hmm. and kind of seeing what you're about. Mm -hmm. I'd love to just kind of get into what you brought up to the table about being three generations of uh, a a business owner and entrepreneur mm -hmm. can you give us some a little more insight into that realm and just like was it your mom was it your dad was it your grandmother grandfather mm -hmm. and how like what they brought to the table kind of affected you as a little girl into becoming an adult yeah so it all started with my grandmother and um she has lived this insanely crazy life <laughs> she was a street performer oh really? and gymnast and like bend one of those like crazy bendable people yeah. okay yes and she performed all over the world wow yeah and this was like in the 40s nice and so yeah. then you know she evolved that she always always had this passion for, for performing and investing in others and coaching yeah and so she started her own dance studio in the 50s nice and then she built that into a large studio okay. then ended up transitioning and getting involved into collegiate gymnastics. Okay. And she ran a collegiate team up in Minnesota wow. um, for like 25 years. And she's awesome. been inducted into the University of Minnesota Hall of Fame. She established, <laughs> I, I mean, it's, she is incredible. And um, she's always been, we've been so close ever since I was little. And she's always inspired me just because she just, never cared when anyone thought of her. She was like, I yeah. love, I love what my passions are. I'm mm -hmm. going to pursue them. And I know it's the opposite of what so many women were doing at that time, Absolutely. which was like primarily staying home. Yeah. And she's like, it's important for me to be a good mom, but it's also important for me to grow as a person and invest in others and pursue my passion Absolutely. and just have like that grit and, oh, anyway. Yeah. I could go on and on about my grandma, okay? She's, she sounds fantastic. Yeah, she's super awesome. And she's still with us. And nice. she is just her 90. Yeah, Yes, so awesome. And I, then... I bet she could still go. She could probably still, like, dance her little toes off. She picks up my three-year-old. Oh, wow. Like, no problem. That's awesome. Yeah. That's really wonderful. Mm -hmm. And that affected your mother, I assume? Yes, yeah. And so my mom... Um, in the 80s, went into finance and accounting, okay. which also very, you know, unusual for women in that time. Yeah. And um, she was a partner and co-owner of a printing manufacturing or supplies business. Oh, okay. And so she was the CFO of that business. Nice. Um, and then they ended up selling that business. And yeah, so she... Um, man, talk about another person who wanted to pursue their passions and... Yeah achieve big things and super ambitious. And, um, you know, she always inspired me to like show up as the best version of me. And yeah. she did that herself on the daily it was always a wonderful, a wonderful example for me to follow. Yeah. So, um, it definitely, definitely runs, runs in the blood for sure. I want to just say like, just from those two stories alone, you can kind of pick at like, if you, so I did a little bit of research on you. I know that for 15 years you were a dancer. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so I'm just like thinking about it. I'm like, oh, you combine what your grandmother had mm -hmm. done for a living and just what she meant to you in your life. I'm like, oh, this makes so much sense that you, ha you yourself have had a history with that mm -hmm. and just kind of blended the financial world too into your, into your life as well from your mother's uh, experience. Mm -hmm. And then now you're kind of culminating all of this into your own kind of life and experience and, and goals and careers and things like that. Mm -hmm. It's really beautiful just from a standpoint of a matriarchal lineage of just like what your kids and what your little ones are going to see 
you succeed at and just yeah. see what grandma and, and, and great grandma had done. And it's just wonderful storytelling, too, because I'll tell you this. Um, meeting Brit, one of Brit's relatives and and seeing what she she had given us this kind of uh, a picture photo album and seeing her kind of journey of her life. She went on a whole tour of like traveling through different continents and mm-hmm. things like that. She had old photos and and I thought it was really beautiful to see that kind of um, achievement. Just like being able to explore and and go away from the the natural order of like what people were doing those days Mm -hmm. and just kind of living your life and experiencing the world as a whole. It's just really beautiful that you have that opportunity from a family standpoint to see uh, someone do that and and not be afraid to do it yourself as well. Yep. And I think one of the biggest things that kind of was like subliminal or it it wasn't just obvious to me, Mm -hmm. just now that I see it, I'm like, I think it just told me that I can do anything, yeah. you know, there, yeah. there, there isn't, there isn't a glass ceiling Absolutely. there. You don't have to fit in a box. You don't have to call it, go to college and pursue exactly what you thought you were going to be. Yeah. And, you know, stick in that for 20 years, even if you're unhappy or yeah. not fulfilled, it's just like, no, like you don't, you don't have to follow a path. Mm-hmm. that someone else has laid out for you. You can absolutely pave your own way and trust your gut and your instinct. And Absolutely. yeah, move forward that way. I'd love to get this from you. It's just kind of like you had mentioned the corporate world and just, um, I, I know that from the research on my end that you were very fearful of leaving that corporate realm and, mm-hmm. and letting go and, and trying to move on into this new experience where there's a little less, um, things that are in your like control, like, you know, like you were saying on the interview that I read, you were, you were fearful of like letting go of that time, pay time off, leaving the work stuff Mm -hmm. at work and having your time at home. Mm -hmm. How has it been working out for you? This this last, (laughs) like, you know, being that you're no longer a part of that. What did you call it? Uh, golden handcuffs um, anymore. It has been an interesting transition. Um, you know, I, I had a conversation with myself before I committed to face foundry and knew I was going to be leaving my corporate career Mm -hmm. where it was like, okay, you just have to be comfortable taking this huge risk. You know, here are all the things you're giving up and here are all the things you stand to gain. And ultimately, when I looked at the columns, it was like what I stood to gain was far more enticing and exciting. Mm -hmm. And when I think about like the future of my family and being able to be involved in a local community and building a team that is passionate about the same things I am and, you know, just investing in others and really having a significant impact on other people's lives just I was like, it's fine. I can go without the 401k. <laughs> I can go without the paid time off. Yeah. Um, you know, I can go without any other benefits you get, health benefits, all the things. I'm like, okay. And, you know, a lot of that came into play too with having the support of my partner. Like my husband has just been so instrumental in supporting me taking this huge risk and being like, I got this, you know, I can hold down the fort. I can work. I can supply these things. Like you just do what you got to do. And he believed in everything from the moment we talked about like taking this risk, you know? And I think when I look at the 
transition of it all, it made that first year difficult, even though I prepared my mindset, you know? Um, But I think there are a lot of other challenges just when you have that like tenured career in a corporate setting, Mm -hmm. and then you go into this entrepreneurial mode. Yeah. There are so many things that I was not prepared for. Like one thing, I worked at a huge company. I had tons of peers at my level, even as like a director. And I was able to like collaborate with people every day and bounce ideas off of people when I was making huge decisions. And when you're an entrepreneur and a sole owner of a business, you're like, okay, well, I'm going to talk to myself in the mirror today and (laughs) see what happens. Um, And so that first year definitely was was a little lonely because Mm -hmm. I was like, I just I feel like I don't have an outlet. I feel like I don't have anyone to collaborate with and to pull insights from. Mm -hmm. And especially when you're building a business in that first year you're so in the day to day. Yeah. Like the minutia. very much. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Like building the team, making sure you're there for them, getting to know the clientele, getting to know everyone in your community and yeah. just establishing those roots that there really wasn't a lot of time to like build a network to support me as an entrepreneur. Yeah. And so I think that was the one thing that was very, very challenging that first year. Yeah. And now since then, since we're two years in, Last year and this year, I've really taken huge steps to just put myself out there and get to know other entrepreneurs Good. in the Phoenix community um, and even extend across our, our franchisees, too, at Face Foundry. Um, and that's been a huge relief. And um, establishing that network has made it has helped provide like more stability for me, like yeah. just understanding, being able to work through um you know, issues we might be having, challenges we're having as a business. And it's been literally a game changer. That's great. That's great to hear because I think that's one of the best things that you can do for as a business owner and an entrepreneur is keeping those networks um, open and the communication open as well. Mm -hmm. It's going to be your best kind of beneficial thing that you can have control of on your end as Mm -hmm. as an entrepreneur and as an owner. Um, one of the things I've learned, especially from being in part of this community, is that Phoenix and overall is a place where you can come as a business owner and you will see people wanting to help you. And it's kind of a community it, as a city as a whole. Mm-hmm. I've always found it very different from the other major cities because there's uh, this kind of level of community over competition is what I call it. Mm-hmm. And so I love that feeling. I love that there are business owners like yourself who are looking and seeking those things mm-hmm. and other business owners who were wanting to provide that as well. Mm-hmm. So that's what we've tried to build here at the podcast is yeah. trying to build um, kind of those networks and sh- share those people who want to do those types of things mm-hmm. and want to be a part of those groups and a part of that community, mm-hmm. because I feel like that's something that's very important. And as a podcaster, as a, also a citizen of this community, it's just like, I want to share that there are people who want to help. There are people who want to connect too. Yeah. So that's really great. Um, we do kind of get into kind of what you were talking about before, the minutia, and I love getting into that mm-hmm. um, just because from a standpoint of like not everyone knows what you do on a daily basis, yeah. and I'd love to share that a little bit as an owner and as a person who also probably partakes in some of the facials. What are people expected or what can people expect when they come into the Face Foundry here? Yeah. So at Face Foundry, we specialize in all things face. So we do facials are like our bread and butter. And then we do brow services, which our team is incredible at. And we also do lash services as well. So we kind of are that one-stop shop for someone who wants to get 
a effective skincare treatment, nice. a brow lamination, and a lash lift. Okay, so, awesome. yeah. You're speaking, you're speaking my producer, Brittany's <laughs> language right now. <laughs> um, I know she went in, she came in, and she said that from her experience that she really enjoyed the team dynamic and just kind of how professional and how much uh, kind of like the joy of doing their jobs. Mm -hmm. I know that comes from your end and how you train them and how you bring them together and kind of bring them as a community. Mm -hmm. What are the types of things that you're trying to do to keep them close and bonded and keep them in high spirits? Yeah. Oh my gosh. I love our team. Oh, they're so, they're so good yeah. and they're so passionate and they always want to learn more. So, I mean, we consistently invest in training time for our team. Okay. We get together and hang out as a team. Nice. We'll do like little quarterly events. I know we went to um, Candle Chemistry. I don't, have you ever heard of them? No, I haven't. They have one near our Peoria store, but you can go and like make your own candle with okay. your own scent. Nice. So we do like fun little things like that Very too. Cool. Um, and then we also have team meetings on the regular. And sometimes okay. it could be anything from... Um, stuff we want to train on to just like literally having a potluck and just hanging out. Nice. So we we try to drive that that connectedness through just having downtime together and okay. being able to just spend time together. Beautiful. And um, training is so important, especially when in skincare, this industry is changing so rapidly. There are so many new trends that come on. You know, we've got TikTok educating people about <laughs> things and we're like, Hold up. Wait. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so I think, you know, being able to see what's going on out there, addressing our team and letting them know, like, these are the things we need to look out for. Mm -hmm. um, here are the trends that we're seeing in the industry. Mm -hmm. um, and that's important for us, too. Like, I love being a part of this franchise where we get a ton of they invest a lot in research and development. So mm -hmm. we're constantly evolving our menu. We're evolving the product lines we carry, the products we're bringing on. Yeah. And a lot of that comes from this research that we have going on and from internal feedback. So that's one thing we always have an open door policy from our team. I'm like, hey, you guys, if there's a product you're looking for that you can't offer your client here, like, mm -hmm. let's find a solution. Yeah. Um, so just always having that open door with your team so that they know they can provide feedback and will be receptive yeah. is also extremely important, too. So I think it's just a combination of having collaborative time team recognition, investing in training. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, those have been like the most important things, I'd say. It sounds like you, you have a really good team to want to provide the best kind of excellent care mm -hmm. to your clientele. Mm -hmm. And it really does sound like you as the kind of overall umbrella, like, you know, let me help you guys help your customers. Mm -hmm. And it does feel like it, it really does work well with your team. And so I say kudos to you and uh -huh, kudos to you. them. And so I do want to just say before, because we're kind of reaching towards the end of our conversation mm -hmm. and you had brought this up about the trends. What about the, one of your services that you would say, you know, is the best kind of like trendiest thing that you guys have here at uh, Foundry? I would say for facial services, the Firm AF. So okay. that's a new service. We okay. just came out with our um, our August venue relaunch. Okay. And that was really a combination of feedback from our clients who wanted um, a service that was really focused on firming, introducing peptides to the skin. Yeah. Um, great for those who have, you know, some aging concerns, fine lines and wrinkles, things like that. Yeah. 
Um, and it's all about this. You put this incredible mask on and it firms up on the face yeah. under, under LED. So okay. you're getting like a double whammy of awesomeness. Nice. And then, um, you remove that and like you see the before and after is legitimately incredible. Okay. Like there's an instantaneous difference. Nice. Um, and were you, were you a guinea pig for the first kind of client trials? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I always put myself out there. I'm like, <laughs> I will try anything. Yes. Um, so I absolutely love that service. And that awesome. was all based on, you know, client feedback that okay. was based on what we were seeing in all the trends and technologies that are coming. Beautiful. Yeah. I love that. I really do love that when the, when the owner tries to take, you know, full reign of like, let me be the first guinea pig and let me try it out. Because it does say it's like, you're not willing to put out something out there that, you know, the clients won't completely 100% enjoy themselves. Mm -hmm. So it really does mean a lot. Um, so as we reach the end of our conversation, we look towards the future and kind of goal setting and things mm -hmm. like that. What are some things for you, uh, either in this year or in this quarter that our listeners can help you achieve? Oh, um, well, our biggest goals as we look into this year are just further growing, growing our clientele, growing our brand awareness in the Phoenix and Peoria areas mm -hmm. and um, getting to touch all the faces that we can and provide that expertise to people who never had access to it before. Awesome. I mean, you wouldn't, you wouldn't believe the amount of moms who bring their like 13, 14 year old kids in here. And they're like, I've never been able to afford to bring them anywhere else. Like, and they're struggling with hormonal acne. And yeah. six months later, it's like a totally different situation. So nice. um, the team loves being able to have like that impact on people yeah. where it that's just wasn't big, wasn't an option for them before. Yeah, that's a big like clientele that I didn't even think was going to be a thing like mm -hmm. or didn't dawn on me that you guys provided that as well, mm -hmm. because that is something I struggled with. And I'm assuming a lot of people struggle with in their teenage years was mm -hmm. kind of that, that teenage acne and um, mm -hmm. hormonal things that are going on. Mm -hmm. And so the fact that you guys do that is a big open door to those who are of that age group that yeah. need something really well done, really well, high quality mm -hmm. that they can go and, and seek for help yeah. as well. Yep. And have regular access to it. I mean, yeah. that's one thing that I hear consistently from our team is I love how diverse our clientele is. Yeah. They're like, one day I'll see a 14 year old. The next day I see my 90 year old grandma, yeah. you know, so they, I mean, there's an everything in between. You have husband and wives who come in on, and they have a membership and they'll yeah. come in monthly together on like Sunday mornings, which is Aww. the cutest thing of all time. Yeah. And, um, you'll get, we have face parties here too. So okay. we'll do group events, which nice. are really, really fun. Um, and we can do charitable like fundraisers here too. So there, there's just so much variety in terms of clientele and events that we can cater to as yeah. well for clients. Yeah. This is a wonderful space to Thank do you. it. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. Yeah. I, I really enjoy that you have really put at yourself out there on so many scales and that your team is doing well and that you yourself are doing well in your new position here, being away from the golden shackles that are <laughs> the corporate world. Um, so I wish you nothing but the best of luck. This is your chance to promote um, the business as a whole, where they can find you online, your physical address, anything in between. So go right ahead. The floor is yours. Okay, awesome. So you can find us in Phoenix at 40th Street in Indian School. And then our second location is in Peoria at Park West. And you can book online or on our app. It's facefoundry.com. And the app is just FaceFoundry. You can download it directly um, on Android or for Apple. Yes. Um, and then, yeah, our, you can call us too. So we have multiple ways to be able to book. And you can also book 
same day, next day. Awesome. Mm -hmm. Well, and we do have an outro for ourselves here at the podcast. You can listen to all our episodes at FindingArizonaPodcast.com. And if you want to get a hold of us through social media, that's Finding Arizona Podcast under everything. And if you want to send us just a little email saying hi, who you want in next, that's FindingArizonaPodcast at gmail.com. And last but not least, behind every episode, we always say kisses, hugs, and belly rubs to our four-legged friends. Uh And we will see you next time.